Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for joining us for Q&A. This is your opportunity to send in questions from the sermon this morning. So if there's something that you're just not sure about or stirring around in your heart and your mind, would you text in? You'll see there's a number across the bottom of the screen there, and you can text that in and have them answered this morning. And so thanks again for joining us. I, I loved the ending as you brought it back to how CFC, how the Lord has used CFC as a church body to bless, therefore increasing praise to the Lord and globally. Yeah. yeah. That was a really cool moment. And it happens locally as well, because I was out of my minutes. Uh, lots <laughs> more. Uh, we have a, a young man in our congregation because of a situation he can't drive right now and because of the generosity of people toward our radiosity program, mm-hmm. uh, able to Uber him to church. And he is loving just the privilege again to be with the people of God. And that was generosity of folks. I had a young family this week who gave testimony. Uh, they're expecting their fourth child. And we're feeling the weight of the financial burden that another child, mm-hmm. always worth it, but kids do cost. It's a reality. Yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, and they were feeling the weight of that coming. And the Lord moved in someone else's heart who knew their situation, and they don't know who it was. They just gave them a gift anonymously to help them with uh, some future expenses. And and talking about, when you were there, Tracy, talking about praise to God, mm-hmm. uh, the husband said, man, my wife started <laughs> started crying. <laughs> and the reality was. She was, was. so blessed. <laughs> And uh, the guy who had been the mediator gave it the anonymous gift went, actually, you were the one who was crying. <laughs> Busted the joke. How impacted yeah. that, yeah. And, you know, that's that's great joy for the receiver. That's actually great joy for the giver uh, as well. So, yeah, I I hope that that what was captured – because I'm not sure I can say sufficiently uh, or enough times when it comes to money. God is not, God wants something for you yeah. freedom and life and joy in the process. Not this, I'm robbing you, I'm making life hard for you, I'm taking everything that would make your life good away from you. The Lord wants something for us. And mm-hmm. so uh, rather than get to the end and go, okay, now we want. You know, we need you to give us $10 million to be able to go, you know, we, we want you to be able to sow seed so that mm. you'll have the experience of being blessed to sow more seed. And I really believe the Lord bless. Well, I don't, yeah, it sounds so funny, but that's what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a text that had kind of been removed from my life early on. Uh, because of how it had been perverted. But then when I went back and I actually I had to teach through Second Corinthians, and I was teaching through Second Corinthians, I was like, this is really, really good. This is this has not at all been per, uh, what the perversion of it says. It's just genuine promise of God to, to give seed to sowers. So, sorry, question. Question. Not sermon number two. Uh, question here. How do you know when you are spending and saving too much and not giving enough to God? Yeah. How do you know? Well, you know you're spending too much if you can't pay your bills 
and there's not room for saving and sharing. Mm. So that one's easier to, to answer. Um, Dave Ramsey uh, from Financial Peace, he says that when it comes to savings, that it's responsible uh, to have three to six months of savings of your expenses saved in case of emergency, whether that's increased expenses or decreased income. And then he puts it on a scale of if you if you have a predictable income, save three months of it. And if you have an unpredictable income, save six months of expenses, because then you're more uh, susceptible, both mm-hmm. the the rising expenses and the decreasing income at the same time. So uh, there's not a chapter and verse in there. There's a responsible issue of I'm going to spend less so that I can save responsibly and share. But there's not a there's not a a percentage given to us in the scriptures that says this is what everybody should do. You mm-hmm. should spend this, save this, and share this. It's the best. Uh, but you can ask the Lord. Absolutely. And I, I, I do think that yeah, if you're married, look at it together with a spouse. Both of husband and wife need to be on the same page uh, with kind of the same motive behind it, the same desire. Otherwise, um it can become a real divisive thing in the marriage as well. So I think if you can get the adverb straight, wisely, responsibly, and generously, the um, Lord can continue to lead you in that. And it can be a good litmus test, if you will, if you're praying, Lord, am I saving too much or whatever, and he prompts you to do something and you don't want to let go, Yeah, that might be a good indicator that there's a heart issue there. That's good. So Yeah. Yeah, I've if I if that. I'm if I'm reluctant to give when he mm-hmm. prompts me, uh, maybe I do have too much. Could be love for my savings. Yeah, I recently had to go. All right, I don't know how long I'm going to live. Mm. It'd be a lot easier to save responsibly if I knew how long I was going to live. <laughs> Sounds funny, but. You don't know how long you're going to live. So, you know, uh, I'm trying to figure out, all right, what what's it mean for me to responsibly save? So I've tried to, all I did was, and there's some online calculators that can do this easily. I went, all right, here's how long my dad lived. Here's how long, here's how long my mom's still alive in her 80s. Here's when my two grandparents died. Okay, I'm going to kind of get an age gauge from that, a gauge for how long I think I'm going to live from that. I'm going to look at our present expenses. What do we present? Not not what do I make? People mm-hmm. want me to, people want to say, what do you make now? I'm not looking at what do I make now. I'm going to look at what do I spend now. And then I added the reality of inflation. And I simply said, uh, am I going to have what I need to be able to pay my expenses for this many years, given inflation? And uh, because I can, I'm going in detail here, because I can be a guy who will spend less, 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 and save more. Hmm. Um, I'm very grateful for the financial practices and example of my p- 
parents, because they were very private in their giving, they didn't share their giving with us as kids. And I've thought, tried to think about this with my kids now. How much, uh, how much do I want them to know about my giving? Because uh, they know about my spending and they know a little bit about my saving, but they don't really hardly know anything about my giving. Hmm. And um, so I didn't understand until after my dad died how much his spending wisely was for the purpose of giving generously. There was a time, and thankfully before he died, I learned that this wasn't true. There was a time that I thought, I think, I think my dad loves money. Hmm. And what I realized was because of how frugal he was. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. But his frugality, his frugality was 100% driven by a desire to give. And he just gave outrageously in his living and in his dying. And it made me um, wish that I would have known a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I'm processing this out loud right now. If, if any of my kids are listening, they're like, well, you're going to do something about this? Uh, I, I, they know my frugality, um, but I haven't really ever shared numbers with them when it comes to our giving. Hmm. Interesting. Any thoughts? Not at the moment, <laughs> no, but it's an interesting thought also to demonstrate that as a parenting example as well. Yeah, and I'm not sure why I haven't. Well, again, I think we think about our giving to be so private, but it's – so I'm not saying I would broadcast it, but if if training – and my kids are obviously adults, but if training them to uh, be good managers, I've given lots of attention to spending wisely and saving responsibly, and I've taught mm-hmm. sharing generously, but I've never really put real numbers to it as I have the other two. That's interesting. So yeah. I think through for sure. Yeah. Probably actually more to do than just to think about. Yes. <laughs> do than action. <laughs> I could think about it for a long time. <laughs> well, with that decision on giving versus saving, the question yeah. here is how do you decide whether to prioritize saving versus giving if you're struggling to make ends meet? Yeah. Um, you're a manager. So it's not like God only looks at your... Um, sharing mm-hmm. and goes, okay, that pleases me and nothing else pleases me. Right. I think it's pleasing to the Lord for you to continue to work at reducing your spending so that you can save responsibly and share generously. So uh, first of all, I'm trying to help you change your mindset that only sharing pleases the Lord. Saving pleases the Lord. Now, I don't think, I would not encourage you to only save and trying to do a catch-up on saving that would not include any sharing. But your saving, being committed to building some savings will help you in your sharing long-term. So I would um, don't, neg- don't neglect sharing for the total goal of saving, but don't see saving as something that the Lord doesn't care about. Mm-hmm. So again, I can't give you a 
actual numbers there. But I hope that mindset will help you go, oh, the Lord is the Lord is pleased when I am spending wisely in order to to do both. Share generously and save responsibly. Mm-hmm. And that generosity is different for each of us yeah. at different levels. Think about the widow with her yeah. coin that she was able to bring as an offering. And so it's not that it's, a, again, a quantity or certain amount. It's that heart behind the giving whatever that is. And clearly the Lord led her in a mm-hmm. particular way. So, because she could have, for good reason, said, no, I should probably save. This. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but the Lord led her to share it. Mm-hmm. And in sharing it, she was declaring dependence upon the Lord. So that's I think there's always good moments when when we are sharing in order to uh, to demonstrate dependence upon mm-hmm. the Lord. And and love for the praise that the Lord receives by our by our giving. I was in the past year. Was it the, within the past year? A little more than a, a year ago. Uh, I was. Uh, it was one of those moments. I was feeling a little jealous by mm. some travel about travel for some uh, some other folks. And was journaling about that wasn't that we didn't have resources to be able to do that. It was that we were, and this is what hit me. If we didn't give, we'd have those resources. And it wasn't in case somebody's watching. It was, it was me. It was not a. They, they weren't believers. And so it's nobody <laughs> that uh, as part of the chapel that I was looking at this. But, but I was I recognized uh, if I didn't give, if Jackie and I didn't give the way to, we, we could travel and do these exotic trips. But would I trade hmm. what we've invested in hope in the helping the poorest of the poor or First Coast Women's Services or this ministry here or uh, are supportive of missionaries, would I trade the lives that have impacted for that to, you know, to take a trip around the world? Nah. So it was a good process. The Lord took what was a little, what was some envy in my heart, honestly, and took it to a place of, no, I wouldn't trade that. In fact, that's, that's a ton better. And what, it was the way the Lord took envy and turned it into a desire for even greater generosity. Hmm. I don't know how that had to do with the question, but. <laughs> but I think we've all been there, or many of us have been there, where you have that revealing moment of your heart, like to, to pull back those layers and to see, wait a minute, why is this thought mm-hmm. coming across my mind? But then bring you back to the heart of the greater impact. Yeah, I, w- I was happening. I was really grateful that the Lord took me from a desire to hey, I mean we we should spend more to know we should actually mm. share more. Mm-hmm. That actually came from that. Um is there question is there a sorry, starting over here, is the tithe a good place to start giving but not stay there? Uh, 
Sure, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the I know many have done that, and and I should, yeah, absolutely for sure, because I'd been taught tithing mm-hmm. growing up, and it really wasn't until I began teaching the scriptures for myself that I went, wow, I don't really think I can teach tithing because I don't see it in the New <laughs> Testament, and so it was a good work in me, but. I am grateful that my when my parents gave me a dollar, they gave it to me in change, and they I understood a dime went in the bank and a dime went in the offering plate. Mm-hmm. In that reality, though, see, I can look back and go, even at that point, the other 80 cents, mine. Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> mine. Um, and so... Tithing can be a good foundation mm-hmm. place. It's what we started with of going, all right, we give our 10%. And so when when the Lord began to change my own heart of understanding, not 10% his, 90% mine, but 100% his, then we went from there to say, what would that honestly look like? We set some goals of how our uh, giving could continually uh, demonstrate a it belongs to the Lord and, mm-hmm. and He's blessed me to bless others. And uh, I actually I like numbers, and so uh, it was good for me to go. All right, how do I put some real numbers? This was for me purposing in my own heart. Uh, with Jackie of saying, how do we want to demonstrate this in real numbers? So we, we set out some goals for that. Mm-hmm. Did I answer the question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, as we've talked about finances, we've uh, you mentioned it in the service about Financial Peace University, and it really is a practical application of taking these principles that we've talked about this morning, and they call them baby steps, and yeah. they're very helpful. Um we went through it, uh, my husband and I, and now it's impacted our family, um, knowing that weight of debt mm. and the fear that comes with that and the stress that comes with that to now having the freedom of being debt-free going through that process. It yeah. is possible. It seems daunting. It seems impossible, but it is possible. And so I would encourage you, if you have questions about that or you're like, yeah, I don't know about this. This just seems crazy. Reach out, ask questions, but definitely check out the class on February 7th. Made it uh, really a change the trajectory of our family through doing financial peace. Yeah. It gave you a gift. It, it really gave a gift. Financial management it does not rob people. It gives not them a all. tremendous gift. And so, I mean, there are just tens and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of people who have benefited from the principles taught in FPU. So, it, And I it, don't like numbers. Out. And it was great. <laughs> so if you like numbers, it's okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And we hope you have a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.